Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Athletic Studio Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Kate Oman. I'm Gordon Jomini Vong. On today's episode, we are chatting all things creating auto-regulation. So in terms of how to best know ourselves and understand when we are under-recovered or if we are overtraining. So it's, yeah, getting to know ourselves within the health and fitness space and when to yeah. pull back and when to push a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Everyone will have their, especially if you're getting into your health and fitness routine, you've got a routine, you have this plan set out for the course of the week, but something happens, you got poor sleep, something with work or your kids. What are the strategies in place? Should you still go to the gym? Should you shouldn't? Like, should you stay at home? So we're going to tell you exactly what to do, what to look out for, and that way you're still moving towards your goal. Definitely. I would say there's not a one-size-fits-all um, kind of strategy, but at no. least today we're going to chat through some things that you can implement or at least acknowledge or understand as to how it relates to your health and fitness. So mm-hmm. basically it's just creating or knowing the standard in your own training and how to create an accurate baseline. Like How, Gordon, do you create your own baseline and understand where to go from? So when we say understanding your own accurate baseline is you should know what your optimal or what your best you know training performance levels you know should be that are going to help you get results or where you're going into the gym where you're going into your pt session and continually getting fitter and stronger yeah the easiest thing to do like today is if you've got an apple watch whoop strap or ring those activity trackers they're going to give you an idea of okay whenever you're feeling your best and you're performing the best what do the numbers say on those activity trackers? What's your recovery score? What's your sleep score? How many steps did you do? What was your resting heart rate? Yeah, for sure. So I guess that high standard would be when you're feeling optimal, when you turn up to the gym and you're training well with intensity and you can basically maintain it. Mm. The other side, when can we understand like when we're below our baseline, what does that look like? Yeah, obviously these activity trackers are going to, they're going to give you an idea and tell you if you've had poor sleep, poor recovery, you'll just wake up and know. So basically it's like distinguishing whether you're waking up and you're figuring out, am I being a bit like, am I holding myself back? Cause I'm maybe a little bit tired, but I should and could go to the gym. Yeah. Or am I legitimately wrecked? I'm sore, I'm tired. So it's distinguishing between those yeah. two. And I know when you said before, like creating a plan or a program, it's really easy to go guns blazing and absolutely smash it for two, three weeks or do your consecutive sessions and then you get to a point where you may have started to burn out like where would you go from there would it be wise to take a rest day would you say to your client keep pushing how do you distinguish between these yeah it depends if we're like if we're purposely going through a super compensation phase if we're purposely trying to get the client to overtrain then yeah you're going to tell them to push through yeah but that's a very advanced client so so for the everyday, 90, like the everyday person yeah. like 90 percent is it depends on like your overall training frequency as well yeah like, so you can plan ahead if you're someone that's got a four or five day training schedule then you know then it's okay to maybe take that day off if you've only got like a two or three day training schedule all right then if you feel well enough to go into the gym and you can still feel yourself maybe get fitter or stronger or maintain your performance tomorrow is going to be a rest day anyway mm. just rest then yeah okay and so for someone without these data measurement tools like an aura ring or a whoop strap can you share like some of your experience as to when you're feeling like really under recovered like what are the signs and symptoms that go to show look i'm actually cooked and i cannot train as opposed to i'm just not in the mood 
Yeah, like it's definitely going to be training motivation, the motivation to actually get into the gym. And, and obviously, if you're really tired and you're maybe getting sick, then it's going to obviously impact not just your motivation to go into the gym, but probably like work outside of that. Like you just want to be in bed for probably the majority of the day. Mm. That's probably a sign where, okay, you legitimately you know, need to rest and recover. Your caffeine can mask a lot of these things as well. A shot of coffee and off you go. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the number one thing, we did a podcast on this, is just look at the overall amount of hours of sleep that you're getting. Mm. If you've gone through four or five hours of sleep consecutively and then you wake up feeling tired and you want to just sleep, then, yeah, you probably need rest. Yeah, absolutely. And if we talk of signs and symptoms of overtraining, like they would definitely include like poor sleep, the mm. recovery, like you're feeling overtired, probably plateauing in your sessions. Yeah. The motivation definitely will decrease. Have you found that you see any specific in your training when you're overloaded? Yeah. Overtraining is, it's not really something you can really guess. You want to determine if you're overtraining by, okay, first of all, knowing what the standards would be for that. Just for example, if you're doing four or five days per week, then I'd probably consider you as there's a potential chance of overtraining. Mm. If you're only training two to three times per week, then it's not, it's not likely that you're going to be overtraining. If anything, it's going to be under recovery from other life stresses. Mm. And then you'll be looking at the, your nutrition, just determining, all right, am I actually eating enough to recover from my nutrition? Am I getting enough sleep in? Yeah. And have you been consistently training hard at a perceived intensity of 90 to 100% for four plus weeks consecutive? Yeah. yeah. If you're only doing that for two weeks consecutive, you're not really overtraining. You're yeah. probably under-recovering. Yeah. That, no, that's a good point. And in terms of having a deload week, when do you implement them into your train, your client's training or your own training yourself? Yeah. Do you have them? With a deload week, it's like a strategic way of bringing down the amount of training that you're doing, give your body rest. So if someone is training three to four times per week, we just naturally put it into their every fifth week of their training they start a new training program because their training program goes for four weeks so mm. on that fifth week would be the start of their new training program i would always make that a you know a lighter week anyway so they can learn the exercises bring down the intensity that's a good way to cycle i think it's a misconception always be like striving for a hundred percent and especially when following a training program like oh i guess it's unrealistic to always be progressing and always feeling like you're turning up to the gym with 100% effort and intensity. So I think mm. putting in these deload weeks is super important and something that I hope that people are taking into consideration just because I know fatigue from training can build up over time and you don't want to stop training because you're overfatigued altogether. So it's more so like how you can prevent yourself from overdoing it and not turning up because you're putting yourself in that position. So I feel as though if we put the strategies in place to not get there, or at least understand the signs and symptoms early. Yeah. That way we can put in measures to make sure that we are pulling back a little bit. So then the next week we can push a little mm. bit further. Yeah, exactly. One of the first things I tell people in consultations is like, hey, we're going to be doing this in, in phases. It's just not going to be a, it's not going to feel like a 12, 14 week boot camp. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to feel like you're going to quit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think an important thing to, to note as well is in those times where there might be other external factors or if you're getting sick and you don't know if you, you're going to be able to come into the gym or something dramatic happens with your family or your, or your friends and you don't think you can get into the gym or you don't feel like it. One thing that I like to ask myself the question of is if I go to the gym, am I going to be able to at least maintain my performance 
or get stronger for at least half or three quarters of the workout. Like if I can, then okay, cool, I'll, I'll go to the gym. If I don't think I will, there's no point in me going to the gym. I'll, you should just rest. Yeah, and that's because you're quite performance focused as well. If we talk also though in a like everyday individual who's not super focused into hitting numbers or PBs or whatever, maybe just moving more of a lifestyle client. I think on the flip side of that, sometimes just turning up is also a good thing. So it's, you've got to know yourself and know your training and your goals because if for some for myself I would be different and I would say if I'm having an average day I need to go to the gym because I'm definitely going to feel better like it might not be a great session Mm. but it's more for the mental clarity so I guess understanding because if I was to move for performance like you I'd be like okay it's probably not a good day to go to the gym you're right yeah yeah understanding what end of the spectrum you're on yeah um, that is such a good point Kate yes it would be super relevant for our lifestyle clients and who've got you know busy workplaces where let's say if they're just if they're just sitting around like all day and they just feel tired they're stressed out they don't feel the best yeah definitely going into the gym not being so performance minded but Mm. just getting in any type of workout they're going to feel so much better as well yeah absolutely and i guess that builds discipline in a different area Mm. maybe not like physical but like in more so like a mental which i guess is also a factor for training and as you said things are in phases it might just be a phase of their training where they might need to pull back in terms of performance based goals but yeah understanding where you are on that spectrum and what your goal And and it's okay to go through those trial and errors one day you might not feel too well but you're gonna go into the gym anyway and then you're like oh shit I probably shouldn't have come and then you walk back out of the gym. Yeah, That's all right. Absolutely. You, now you know for next time. Exactly. It's like your own, you're, you are your own little guinea pig and you know yeah. yourself. Whatever's going to maybe work for me might not work for yourself. Yeah, I think just trial and error. And sometimes when you feel the worst, you almost like have a better session because you're like, say if you're in a bad mood, mm. you almost lift heavier because you're a bit angry or like <laughs> something like that. So you might surprise yourself, but no, it's, a, it's an interesting point. Yeah, there are times where, you know, yeah, trainers here, even me myself, you think you're not going to have a good performance in the gym. You've yeah. had bad sleep or something's happened, but you still hit PBs. So it is, it's crazy. I think the most important thing is like, think of the long term. For sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. And so if we talk back to recovery a bit, a few signs of being under-recovered is growing up to your session and potentially still lifting the same weight week in week out mm-hmm. what's the advice there would you change up the training would you change up the rest it depends on how long you've been doing it for if you've been on that program for quite a long time four to six weeks yeah it's definitely time to change up your training program do something different because you can your body can get fatigued with the training method as yes. well when to change the training or oh, it could be time to change the training method yeah change the training method as in like the rep ranges so just for example, if you're training in, in the hypertrophy rep ranges, like 10 plus reps, you can actually adapt like muscular fatigue like, and muscular soreness. So then it can be good to give your muscles a break by training in lower rep ranges or even higher rep ranges. And then on the flip side of that is if you train in those lower rep ranges for a long time, you become psychologically fatigued. It's, it's neuro fatigue. Yeah, definitely. I think when I last trained with a coach, we were doing that stuff and my neural fatigue was out of this world. Like it was crazy to see. Mm. So again, just like going through your own experiences and that's when I knew I had to change my training up and I'm thoroughly enjoying it again. Yeah. So. Even another sign is like your joints, tightness. Yep. Yeah. Overall, just like how your body's feeling. Totally. And so how we can, if we are in this position where we're plateauing or we're under recovered, what are some strategies 
to not let it demotivate your training in general? Like how can we revive? How can we get that inspiration and excitement back? First thing is don't put yourself down. If you don't have a, a deadline day goal, you're not training for a competition, you don't need to put yourself down. There's always tomorrow and the next day to resume your training. So it's a lot better to stay in the game rather than completely be out of the game. I'll always plan ahead and go, all right, I'll miss the session here. I'm just going to do the session later on. And to basically pre- to prevent yourself to be in that overexhausted, not performing well situation, strategies to not get there in the first place. What do you personally implement in your training? Yeah. You know, I, I know you've got the ice bath and sauna. Do you want to chat to like how you use recovery strategies and what that does for you in your training? Preparation is key. Just preparing your nutrition, your training, your supplements, planning out the week, just where it's like hard for you to fail. If most busy people, they're probably going to get their training session in, in the morning or, or after work. The more prepared that you are, the more likely it is that you're going to have a good sleep routine yeah. as well like you're going to go to bed and not feel rushed the only times where i've screwed up my training i felt tired is when i've let things slide where okay i didn't like maybe finish my work as early as i should yeah and then i worked too late yeah and that's that comes down to like preparation as well yeah i yeah. think for the for all of it i guess is preparation is everything like you need to have a preparation strategy before your training in terms of for me i have a caffeinated beverage or something like i have a coffee mm. i make sure that when I'm driving, because I usually go from work to the gym, I do not go straight. I have to turn right to the gym no matter what. Yeah. Just create this own little pattern strategy and plan, whether that be for training or for nutrition, it's the same thing. Prepping your breakfast to take to work or whatever it may be. Prepping like, all right, I'm going to get a massage on this night or mm. like a wind down routine. So I guess it always like patterns and doing it repetitively builds that resilience and strength. And then just, yeah, understanding that, Deep down, if you know that you're too tired and it's not an okay day to train, I guess like that, and that's okay to take the rest day. But I guess if you can make it up in your week, and I guess that's most of our clients probably do have that flexibility in terms of they're probably training two, three times a week. There's still four other days in the week to make up a session. So Mm. I guess it's not the end all be all. It's just about how you can be flexible and plan for that next session. Yeah. Balancing that yin and yang activities too yeah even on those days where if you do stay at home and you can't really get in your harder session Mm -hmm. something as easy as going into a walk coming into the gym doing a lighter session testing out different activities as you were saying before if the people go to yoga get a massage pilates i've got a sauna and ice bath on my balcony Mm -hmm. i've just started this year i just find that's just very efficient and helps me recover but for other people, they're going to find, you know, there's a lot of clients at Athletic Studio that will do Pilates as well. Absolutely. That's their thing. Mm, I think something's better than nothing, whether there's something be a recovery strategy or strategy or a training strategy. Mm. Know where your body's at. Okay, if I need something lighter, I can still move, but I don't necessarily have to do a really hard PB session. I guess you said I'll go do Pilates or go for a walk. or yeah. And that will still build resilience and build discipline and take you closer to your goals in the end. Yeah, and with the auto-regulation, you've got to know where you're at. If you're resting for too long, let's say, you know, you've been injured or you've been sick, yes, you do need rest, but you don't want to overdo your rest and then make it harder for you to come back and train. Then you just get unfit and detrain as well. But I think with this podcast, like we've given out a lot of information, there's really no specific plan because it's different for everyone. You've got to go through it, test it and find out what works for your body. Yeah, absolutely. I think experience is everything. Trial and error. And you're, as I said before, your own little guinea pig and what works for yourself, Gordon, might not work for me. Sitting five Mm. minutes in the ice bath, I don't know about it. But (laughs) if it works, go for it. 
all individual. I guess it's just about like you learn new movements. You just got to learn more about yourself and more about your auto regulation system. So yeah, yeah that um, basically concludes today's episode. So thank you again, guys, for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram at, at Athletic Studio and we will chat to you in our next podcast. Thanks, guys. If you found this episode useful, it would mean the world to us if you shared, rated and liked this podcast. It's how we keep it alive. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Athletic Studio. We'd love to connect with you and see how your fitness and health improves with this newfound knowledge. Until next time.